This episode of the Morning Skate is brought to you by Laga Sports. Laga Sports specializes in making 100% custom, fully sublimated uniforms and apparel for a variety of sports, but they're known for the premium quality and creativity of hockey jerseys. They have a one-price, any-design policy. It doesn't matter if you're looking for a simple NHL style or if you're wanting to create jerseys that look like Rebel Fighters from Star Wars. The price will always be the same, and the design of possibilities are endless. Check them out at lagasports.com. That is lagasports.com. L-A-G-A-S-P-O-R-T-S dot com. Own your look, own the game. You'll lose 11 seconds. You've got 10 seconds. The countdown going on right now. Morrow, up to show. Five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! Sunday, June 10th, Ked and Hal are back. Uh, we have a new Stanley Cup champion. Before we kind of get into it, I want to give a shout-out to all of our uh, listeners and stuff. We've now gone over 1,000 likes on Facebook. That's huge. I'm talking huge. If you like us, you follow us, go on Facebook, and on the right-hand side where it says com- uh, Community, you can click Invite Friends. If you click that button, then you can click Select All and then send it. And it sends it to every, every one of your friends like the Morning Skate. And a couple people have done it. We've been getting a lot of really good shit, so shout-out to that. Um... Hal, before we get into really anything hockey related, have you packed a lip? No, three three weeks clean. Um, feel like a new man. It's kind of sad. It kind of like I don't I don't have like uh, DJ Zoomy texting me and asked me like what I do now. Uh, surprisingly, um, it's not bad. Like when I'm at home and stuff like. It's not really an issue. I don't have to really chew sunflower seeds anymore. Um, it's in the car, uh, like every day. Car's on the, the way worst. To work. Yeah. Um, every time I'm at a gas I'm like pumping gas. I'm just like looking in the window, peering through, <laughs> seeing if they have any deals, like two for one deals. Um, so that's the tough part, dude. Just being in the car. But outside of that, it's all right. It's all right. I don't know. Yeah. I, I t- I told you, and this is messed up, but I was like, it's so easy that I've convinced myself maybe I could just start doing it again because it was so easy, and then I could just quit again when I want. But I'm going to try to hold strong. Uh, Shout out to L.A. Kings fan. Shout out to L.A. Kings fan who really had your back. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I know. It was good. It was good to get some moral support. I really needed that push. Now I feel like I'm in it with L.A. Kings fan, like 98. So no turning back when you've got that one for you. Hell yeah, dude. All right, well. Let's hop right into it. NHL in the news. Boom. All right, here we go. NHL in the news. Last one of the season. Uh, the Washington Capitals are Stanley Cup champions. This is something I did not ever think I'd say before uh, the New York Rangers are Stanley Cup champions. So I guess I'm a little bit bitter about that. They won in five. Uh I mean, we, we'll go through the whole Capitals breakdown before we kind of get into Vegas. Uh, I, I, I remember, I just, like, what's up? I know we're going to talk about Las Vegas. 
last one. I just want to say I was right. Oh, the Las Vegas Golden Knights were never going to win the Stanley Cup. <laughs> oh, my God. It felt so good to watch them lose. It was like the best feeling in the world. They have been proving me wrong all year, but I was right. They didn't win the Cup. And guess what? You're not first, you're last. Um, no one cares about second place. You won nothing, Las Vegas. So, I mean, retrospect, maybe you should have sold at the trade deadline. Who knows? It's like they won all the battles, dude, but at the end of the day, you won the war. Right, and like, yeah, well, it's like they were like, they like invaded by like sea and they were like, pillaging my villages and stuff and then i just came overhead and just nuked them in one shot yeah so i don't know i think i might have had to quit the podcast if they won the stanley cup i was really thinking about that it that wouldn't have been good I was gonna, yeah so all uh, right let's get into it it, it, it was a, it was a pretty pretty exciting series uh ovechkin man so the thing growing up i mean i don't really remember that much in 94 i just seen a bunch of clips and i just i always like, whenever there was a new Stanley Cup champion ever, I'd always look at the captain and see how they reacted. And I never, ever saw somebody act like uh, Marc Messier. When Marc Messier was handed the cup and he, like, has it in his hands and he's, like, smiling and he's shaking it back and forth. And then they finally give him the cup and he's, like, so excited. I never thought that could be beat until I saw what Alex Ovechkin did when he got handed that Stanley Cup. That was the most passion. Like, that was the happiest person I've ever seen, ever. It was so cool. Like, before he sk- he skates to go get the cup, he turns around to his teammates and he just starts screaming like a Russian, like, bear. And it's like, holy fuck, this, this guy, he's losing his shit. He gets the cup, he skates it all the way down the ice, hits the brakes and holds it up in front of his fans. Uh, second person to get the cup, Nicholas Backstrom. Ovechkin skated down with him. I think that was because Backstrom has a broken hand, so he probably wanted to make sure that he could, like, do that. But just on just on like Ovechkin getting handed the Stanley Cup, like did, what did you have anything on that? Because to me, that was like one of the coolest moments of sports I've ever seen. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, I would agree with that, and I think that's part of the reason I thought the biggest storyline going in was Ovechkin, and like I think everyone deep down knew, like I don't know, like Ovechkin's gonna go off if he wins the Stanley Cup. Um, I. I don't know. It was awesome. Sometimes I think it's kind of like cliche. And like, if I don't have a dog in the fight, I usually sometimes will just turn the channel while the celebrations are going on. But definitely stuck with it on that one. For sure. Um, I, yeah, dude, it was sick. I mean, he was obviously really pumped up. Um, and it was kind of cool because every time the cup got handed to someone else, like normally like you, you lift the cup and then you kind of go over and like talk to other people or whatever. And I saw on numerous occasions a cup would get handed to somebody else and Ovechkin was just like kind of in the background, like zeroed in on who's lifting the cup, like going fucking nuts. So happy for his teammates. I thought that was sick. Continuing on, Alex Ovechkin has the Wait, cup. What's up? I did, I did want to say, uh, <laughs> I think this is kind of funny. I just think... So I didn't even watch. I watched Ovechkin. And I was so pumped up, and I like looked down at my phone. By the time I looked back up, Backstrom didn't have the cup anymore. I think that's kind of like a microcosm of that situation. It's like Ovechkin and then uh, Backstrom. It's like, I mean, I'm happy for Backstrom too, and it's a really cool story. But I just did want to say, like, uh, I don't think the Washington Capitals are anywhere near one of the most likable teams in the league. Even though like they've been on this bender, and we'll obviously get into that. But like before that, just like I think they have the ugliest red, white, and blue jerseys. I think their fans are obnoxious. I hate their siren, um, but I did want to. I, I, I know I'm just listing random shit. But I just wanted to say 
it was kind of refreshing to see pretty much universally all of Twitter was really pumped when Ovechkin lifted the cup. Like, yeah. It seemed like really the whole hockey world was like, this was sick. Like, arguments on it. Really. Yeah. And out of all the sports moments, it was just like the pure, like the pure passion, right? Like, I'm accustomed to Rick Nash playing on the Rangers and him scoring a goal and, like, not even smiling. And then Alex Ovechkin gets the, the cup, and it, it's like, it was just really cool to see something that somebody's worked so hard for and hadn't gotten a chance to get, and they finally got that shot, and for them to just, like, lose their shit on national TV, it was awesome. But Ovechkin gets a cup. We're doing a victory lap. Oh, why are we even watching TV? There's nothing to look at here. Boom, tits out for the boys in the corner. Took over Twitter. Some girl, uh, like, nice boobs, white dress, chilling, pressed up against the glass. I'm talking, like, that was a scene right out of Slapshot, right? Do you remember that one uh, scene in Slapshot when they're skating around the ice and there's just, like, a chick and, they're, like, her, her boobs just pressed up against the glass? It was that, but 2018 version. It was fucking awesome. What did you have on that? Yeah, I think, um, I don't know. What I'm really shocked at right now is, like, do we know who she is? I don't think so. Which makes it even hotter. He's got She's got to be, like, an exotic, like, is she, I just feel like she's got to be, like, an exotic dancer or something and, like, be, like, a publicity stunt. But, like, we're a weekend and, like, nothing's happened. Like, I'm so shocked. Like, the internet always finds people. Like, how is it not, like, oh, this is, like, how does she not have a story on TMZ at this point? Like, yeah. who is this mystery girl? Um, yeah. And, and I would say, too, you mentioned Slapshot. I think that's the first set of boobs I ever saw when I was, like, 10 years old, so... I think that's a pretty cool story, like, when you're, like, 25, and someone's like, what are the first boobs you ever saw? And you could be like, oh, it was when the Washington Cap, like, uh, some, 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 like, kid watching with his dad, the first set of tits he ever saw was in the corner. Probably a Capitals fan, 10, just kid, just like, yes, this is it, that's a two for one, that's quite the night. (laughs) That was wild, talk about making, making her mark on the world. Like that that was just somebody nobody really even knew about and now she's she's boob girl. And she still hasn't been found yet, which is crazy. Maybe we can make like a thirty for thirty on her. Could. Definitely we should be could. the people that find her. I don't know how we're gonna do it, but we need to we need to find her. We need to be those story. Um I'll get back to you guys. We probably won't even try to do it, but I'm gonna pretend we're gonna look into this. Fair enough. Um after tits out for the boys, TJ Yoshi is interviewed and they bring up his dad. Uh, his dad has Alzheimer's, and, I mean, obviously, super emotional moment in the heat of the moment. Oshi almost starts crying, and he said, he doesn't remember much, but you bet your ass that he'll remember this. Uh, with my dad kind of going through, like, his recent health stuff that kind of, like, hit particularly hard, I thought that was so fucking cool. I've always loved TJ Oshi, man. Like, plays the game the right way. He's not some pretty boy. He'll get into the corners. He'll hit. He fought Matt Zuccarello, so, I mean, he's tough as nails. Uh... Uh, yeah man i love that shit and then like the usa russia thing with him uh in the shootout north dakota kid i i thought that was really really fucking cool what'd you have on that yeah my point there was just that i don't think fighting a five foot five classifies someone as tough as nails no i think it does better example no i think it does because that's the only fight zuccarello's ever been in and like oh she's like you want to answer the bell let's fucking go I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna entertain this part. I. Yeah, man, it was really cool. I thought. I thought it was a cool moment. It definitely made up for 
Pierre Maguire like asking Ovechkin some stupid questions. Did Pierre do that interview? Was that Pierre too? No, I, I think Oshie was interviewed like more than once about it, but I don't think Pierre did it. Makes sense that Pierre didn't do it. I don't know. I don't know, man. It, yeah, it was really cool. I mean, good for Oshie. You never really hear about that kind of stuff, so. Yeah, it was it was one that like actually I'm pretty cynical and I pretty much hate everything and everyone, but I actually enjoyed that moment. Kind of makes you not. I didn't tear up per se. You know, I'm not gonna go full. I started like crying, but I I kind of was like like hell yeah. Yeah, right. You know like, I mean? like, that's, yeah. like a, that's a pretty cool moment. That's like yeah, that makes it all worth it. No, for sure. Um, now we're gonna bring it back to Ovechkin. So the Capitals have won the cup, and Ovechkin is going on an absolute bender right now man like he he was swimming in a fountain with the boys uh he was at a nationals game where he was so mangled that he threw out the first pitch i don't even know where the pitch went there's a really funny picture uh ovechkin was holding the cup over his head in the middle of the inning and it was like during play so they want to put him on the jumbotron so he just kept holding it up like doing fucking push-ups with the thing above his head uh he slept with the cup my thing is, I feel really bad for the person who has to go up to him and be like, "Okay, Alex, like it's time for this cup to like go back with uh with Big Phil." Yeah, I. That's what I was wondering. It seems like usually, like they don't they like have to give it up pretty quickly. It seems like he's had his paws on it for a while. He was sleeping. He like woke up with it this morning. Like I thought, like they didn't do like overnight stays with the cup, but he's like sleeping with it. It seems like he's pretty much broken all the rules. I feel like. Uh, you always hear about the keeper of the cup and how he's kind of like a dweeb. I feel like Alex Ovechkin is the first guy that can kind of look him in the eye and be like, fuck you, this is my cup. Like, yeah. We'll see We'll see you in like 72 hours. Like, you got to know that cup guy is on pins and needles right now. Like, this cup is just waiting to get damaged. It's like Mark Messier at the strip club all over again. Like, that someone's going to take a tumble and it's going to be ugly. I hope. I hope that uh, they keep this going through the parade. Um, I would love to see a wild parade. But, yeah, I mean, it's a pretty legendary performance all the way around. It's pretty much what you want to see from your captain, from your team. And you can tell how much the team loves them, too. Because, like, I think if a lot of guys tried to kind of do what Ovechkin's doing, because he's kind of, like, becoming the center of attention, it'd get annoying, but, like, you can tell the whole team's just like, I'm going to stand behind him in every video and just cheer him on while he's going insane. Like, yeah. they definitely have his back. And they de- I think they definitely realize, too, like, obviously, obviously they won the cup. It's, like, the greatest thing of their lives. But, like, you got to know how much this means to Ovechkin. So let the dude black out. I can't wait. I can't wait when people start writing the articles that you said, like, enough is enough. Alexander Ovechkin's yeah. a bad influence on children. This needs to end. It's only like, a matter of we're time. Like, we're probably 24 hours. It's definitely a Monday news drop that Ovechkin's out of control and someone needs to stop. <laughs> so, a couple things. Uh, I don't know if many people know this, but I wore eight in high school and the reason why I wore eight in high school is because that was like Ovechkin's year when he first came out and he like did that thing where he fell over and like, do you remember that one goal he had against, I think it was the Coyotes, where he went in and he fell over and he like scored from his back? And I come into this this high school team, and I'm like, all right, I'm a junior. I'm not going to score any goals, but you want to know I want people to think I'm sweet. I'm wearing eight. So, like, I've always worn eight, but nobody really knows that's kind of why. Um, and then second thing, did you see Ovechkin do the, uh, like, the keg stand, the cup stand? With They were, like, holding him over, and he's, like, drinking, and then they let him down. They put the, the hat on him, and they're chanting, oh, V. Did you see that? Yeah. 
Okay, do you know the part where he, like, kind of takes his hand where he's like, I can't hear you? Do you know that part? Yeah. Did that remind you of Feverboy Rex at all? <laughs> Maybe a little bit, yeah. I mean, I could see that. The 100%. That's the first thing I thought. I was like, I've seen Feverboy Rex that fucked up before, and that is something that he would 1,000% do. Yeah, that's a, that's a solid point. That's um, I, I want to follow... <laughs> I want to follow that up. Um, was that TJ Oshi that was in the fountain jeans? Yeah, yeah. Jeans and Birkenstocks. And Birkenstocks. Yeah, that was that was the wildest part of that because I mean I, I guess like I'm sure they're rich enough where they could call someone to be like go buy me pants, but like that's tough for the rest of the day, man. Like what jeans? Now you gotta go home and change. Yeah. Like, a, a whole time I'm like, oh my god, that like. Yeah, but th those guys are so drunk that, like, they just don't give a shit, dude. Like, right now, they are living in a world where there are no rules, and they, they just they just don't care. Um, uh, one thing before we get to Barry Trotz, Henrik Sedin is now the only captain to lead his team to multiple, multiple president's trophies without winning a cup. It's a great note to go out on when you retire. And then now... Uh, oh, oh, with Ovechkin, the one thing that you wrote down that you didn't touch on, dude, was... Uh, oh, sorry. The part where he was he was just raising the cup the whole time. You might have mentioned it briefly. He was just raising the cup like without like the jumbotron on him. Yeah, just, yeah, like, yeah. Through an inning, like, standing yeah. in the box, using the cup to no one but everybody at the same time. I thought that was the coolest move, maybe out of all of it, because there was no reason for him to be doing that. He like he's just standing there, just like watching the game like. A baseball inning, like it seemed like it was probably there for the whole like fifteen minute inning, just like basking in the glory. I thought that was such a sick move. Whoever sniped that photo is a legend. Yeah, uh, he's gonna be on Jimmy Fallon tomorrow night. Shout out Socrates, New York. I, I think I'm gonna have to stay up and like tune into it just to see if he's still drunk or not. Because I like, I think he's probably still gonna be drunk. Yeah, I for sure. Hopefully. For um. Sure. So Barry Trotz is now a free agent. There are a lot of reports coming out that I think there were two different times during the year that he almost got fired. They didn't re-up him. Now he's a free agent. They were asking him about where he's going to go, and he's like, listen, if they want me to stay, stay, but right now I am not in the right frame of mind to even come remotely close to making a decision. Seems like Barry Trotz has been kind of boozing. Like He's kind of living it up a little bit. I it made him a little bit more likable in my eyes. Yeah, dude. I mean, after 20 years of carrying... Mara Nira and David Leguan and the boys in Nashville, I mean, to go get a cup. I, I would say, I would say, dude, like with Barry, if I was Barry Trotz, so you got, he's going to have a special connection with Washington and that group of players for the rest of his life, mm -hmm. but he doesn't owe them shit. No. Like if I'm Barry Trotz, I am saying, all right, guys, I am a coach who's going to pay me the most money. Yeah. I just won the Stanley Cup. I have a good tra track record. And oh, by the way, Washington, you were like, I made it to the Stanley Cup final. You guys are like, oh, let's see how it plays out before we see what we do with Barry. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know, give him a little bit of faith. Like, have a little faith in the guy. Um, I mean, you can't be like, oh, Barry, we knew you were going to do it the whole time. You guys had no idea. So, uh, if I'm Barry Trotz, I'm just chasing those big bucks. I want to be back. Right, man. Like, if I'm him, I'm, I'm getting paid. I already won a cup. Now it's time to get paid and not do a fucking thing. Put my feet up on the table. Like, 
have have like an unreal amount of alcohol in your office like just become that crazy coach that just doesn't give a shit at all like kind of like when michael scott uh gets fired and, and he has a two-week notice and he just walks around drinking scotch with like splenda packets in it if i was barry trotz that's what i would be doing you already won time to get paid dude you've earned it good for you i i think he uh he was the coach with the longest like who didn't win a stanley cup of something like 13 years the previous uh holder of those record i think was nine years he has the cup now. Let the guy live. Collect the big money. Um, so what we have with the Capitals. Now moving on to your favorite NHL team, uh, the Las Vegas Knights. Quick final thoughts. Uh, Marc-Andre Fleury, I was kind of surprised. You you found this in the, in the last series. He had an 853 save percentage. I don't think the Knights played bad. And before I saw that, I didn't really think Marc-Andre Fleury played that bad. With me, I think it just kind of came down to his Mark Andre Fleury didn't play the way he did in the first three rounds. Which, I mean, I mean it's obvious, but at the same time, that's how good he was in the first three rounds. So, they the only shot they had of winning the cup is if he kept that up. I said that at the beginning. Um, I mean, Vegas is done. It was a really cool story, no matter what. Like you hate him, and that that's I think it's partly true, partly a shtick. But it was pretty cool to see these group of guys that like nobody really wanted come together and like even make some sort of run in a league that like I feel like you and I are heavy on tradition and just kind of completely turning that upside down I thought that was cool um Alex Tuck is probably a top 10 favorite player of mine now I think that kid's sick and I kind of have a hookup with him so I may be able to get him on the podcast this summer hopefully uh what what do you have chirp him let let it all out we, we know that you hate him uh, this is this is Hal's five minutes of fame. Yeah, I. So I think it's a really good story. I will say that, and I'm really pumped that the NHL exert and it went well. But I do hate them. It's not it's not something that I'm playing on. Like I really don't like this team. I think you hit the nail on the head, dude. Like, oh wait, so you're telling us that we can't win games in the playoffs and our goalie doesn't have a 947 save percentage? Because that's what he went into in the cup final. He has an 850. You're right. He didn't play terrible, but at the end of the day, they needed that to win. It was painfully obvious that William Carlson, who had a great season once again, stratosphere is the best scorers on the Capitals. I still have questions about the Knights' defense. Like They played so well that, like, Slap yourself in the face a couple of times and like throw some cold water on your head and just tell yourself that like Derek Englund and like McNabb are playing like top minutes in this game. Yeah, but at Finals. the same like, time, not... like I thought that was the coolest part of it though. Like of their team, the 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 I guess the position I liked the most was that defense. Just because it took everybody who said, Oh, you need one elite defenseman, all this shit to even become like competitive. I thought it was really, really fucking cool that like Derek Englund, who I thought probably was going to retire like I, he's old he hasn't really done anything was a fucking anchor on the on the defense so who else do they have they had him nate schmidt um shay theodore chiller Chill, who played awesome by the way i had no idea he had a, a 100 mile an hour slap shot that kind of blew my mind a little bit i thought it was cool they threw they threw all these ragtag type of defensemen together and they fucking did something which makes me believe as a rangers fan maybe we can figure out our defense a little bit because if that's what the fucking vegas knights have going on Maybe we can kind of, you know, figure that out. Yeah, it does make every team feel like the rebuild can maybe go a little bit quicker. Like, oh, maybe. Like, in a weird way, same with the Capitals. If you look at the Capitals, like, Brooks Orpik's, like, old. old. Like, he's, like, faking concussions. I hated. Did you notice? Well, who threw that hit on him? 
Oh, fuck. It was behind the net. It was a reverse hit. James Neal. Yeah, when the real deal Neal threw the reverse hit on him, and and uh, Orpik was, like, pointing to his head and shit, like, he's concussed. It's like, dude, don't call out, like, you got a headshot, then you shouldn't be playing the game. Like, mm-hmm. My point being is that I guess you don't need that sick of a defensive court to make it to the Stanley Cup final. It should make every fan base feel so much better. You're right. It does kind of matter how they gel. But I, I just, like... That was a defensive know, unit really gelling. Good call. That's what that was. That was a ragtag group of defensemen who just gelled the right way. Also, quick shout out. Fuck you, Carl Alsner. How how bad do you think that guy feels playing with the Capitals for so many fucking years and then leaves and he doesn't win the cup that year? And they have what what's their defenseman? Ju- juice something juice. Yeah. He that guy fucking wins a cup. Brooke Orpix wins a cup. Like John Carlson's gonna get paid. He's fucking probably gonna go elsewhere. Who else do they have? They have Carlson Orpic. That Juju guy, Orlov, who's all right, he's pretty decent. Michael Kepney, Orlov. like, where, where the fuck is Michael Kepney? Kepney's all right. Yeah, I mean, I, I get what you're saying, dude. Like, it's not that impressive. Yeah, sure, it's not that impressive. So, um, I, I do also want to say with Vegas, one thing I was disappointed in. I think Gerard Gallant did a sick Jesco. We talked about how he's now one of our favorite coaches. Yep. Um, Tough customer. No, no Reeves in Game Five at home. I, I know, I know he didn't have quite the impact, but you're on the ropes. It's three games to one. I feel like that's the type of guy. That's that's the game where you say Ryan Reeves, we need you more now than ever. Not we're giving up on you. Like I don't know. Did you agree with that? Or do you think it was the right call putting Reeves up in the press box? I, dude, I fucking hate Perron. So yeah, like yes. I fucking hate Pron. Although I, I do like that William Carey guy. That was, I think that was him just like in desperation mode. Got to do something to change it up. I need to wake the boys up. This is what we're going to do kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I thought, I thought game five, since we're kind of wrapping up, I thought game five was one of the best hockey games I saw in a while. I mean, back and forth. Oh, it was awesome. Back and forth. I, I thought was, Vegas I mean, had it for sure. I thought it was so great. And for the Capitals to come back in that third period, two goals, I mean, Awesome. That was that was pinnacle hockey, and even though it was a five game series, that was probably one of my favorite series in the last ten years. Yeah, or so. and what really pissed me off is those two goals that the Capitals scored were literally by like my two least favorite fucking players on that team with Devontae Smith, Pelly, and fucking Lars Eller. Are you kidding me? You could have picked two <laughs> other fucking players to score those goals. That's what's gonna happen, hockey gods. Come on, Lars Eller, man. Lars Eller played good. Do you have he any did. change of like? Lars Eller has always been the loser in Montreal to me. Like he scored like eighty one, I think. Like Lars Eller played some pretty good hockey. There are a few guys, Verona, snipe. That dude can snipe, and he's kind of going on a tangent too. Um, Kuznetsov's nasty. He Smith probably had like as many goals in the playoffs, yep. I think, because he during the regular season. Yep. I wonder. I wonder if he'll get paid. I'm sure. So, yeah, man. I mean, good for Washington. Oh. Hot take. You ready for this one? Let's send it, dude. You should, like, record this and just put it in a clip. Las Vegas Golden Knights aren't going to make the playoffs next year. Book it. Oh, boy. <laughs> Book it right now. Right back to it. What? What's the fucking day? What day is it? June 10th. And we're already hating on next year. Won't even sniff the playoffs. I think they're a top 10 pick next year. Yeah, we'll see, man. All right, so that that was that. Uh, we have two other stories really quick. Darren Drager just came out and said Ilya Kovalchuk is in California this weekend. He visited with the Kings yesterday and will meet with the San Jose Sharks tomorrow. What do you have Kovalchuk going to the West Coast? California life. 
I think uh, I think both those moves. No offense, and this is nothing. I think for both parties involved, I think it more makes more sense for him to go to one of those two teams compared to the Rangers. Oh yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. Weather's nice. I think a Russian. He's been riding the planes in the KHL, which is a deathly experience. Go out in Southern California, get a house on the beach. You can't blame him. I think it would be a really big Los Angeles Kings move to oh, overpay yeah. him and then have like salary cap issues because yeah. like Kovalchuk's on the team. If they can get him at the right price, though, I would be very concerned about the Sharks next year. They surprised me. I think in the first round they played pretty well. The Vander Kane looked good. They have him signed up. They add Kovalchuk to that. I mean, even though some of those guys, Pavelski, Thornton, and Kovalchuk are older, um, that's a scary lineup. I can see like the like with the Kings what you just said. I can see them having to like trade a guy like Dustin Brown because Dustin Brown's contract and shit just to get Kovalchuk. And I can see them doing that, and then the locker room just like falling apart, and Ilya Kovalchuk just going on benders in Los Angeles. I could see something like that happening. Right? Yeah. I mean, it just like Kovalchuk would just be like Gabrick two point for the Kings. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. But. Probably. Um. And then last story: Jeremy Roenick is a morning skate fan. I wrote a blog probably last week. Saying how I wanted to put Jeremy Roenick on a TV show where he travels to all NHL cities and does weird shit there. For example, go to Florida, he hangs out in a panther cage. Goes to Arizona, goes on a coyote hunt with Derek Stepan. Derek Stepan gets his head pricked by a cactus and then JR gets humped by a coyote. Just like stuff like this. And he ended up reading it and he, he quote tweeted it and he said, I love this, I live for this, I'm all in for this, whatever. Thought that was cool. Out of, out of all the things that we've done with the morning skate, and we have done a lot, uh... That was like the coolest moment thus far for me is the fact that like American legend Jeremy Rona kind of knows who I am. Two things on this. Um, one, if do you he think he read the him, blog? What do you think he read the blog? Uh, he probably read a paragraph. Let's not get like too carried away. Like, like, dude, <laughs> I just don't see him being. I think he's really into the idea, and I bet you he read that paragraph and loved it. But like, I don't see him being able to read more than like two hundred words yeah because like a majority of that blog was like me chirping him like him jumping off the rocky statue without a parachute trying to fly and he would do it more than one time or like going to tampa and like holding a metal object in the air to get struck by lightning like shit like that and like he came out back and being like i fucking love this it's like uh do you <laughs> like well that kind of brings me to my next point though is like you gotta love him so like when you wrote that blog initially because I get the notifications on my phone. I I was seeing a lot of people being like, no. Like, oh, yeah. A lot of people hated Jeremy, it. Like, Jeremy Roenick sucks. Like, I don't want to hear more from that guy. Like, you just got to... Those people didn't read the blog, by the way. You got to take... I, I really think you got to take JR for who he is and just kind of embrace it. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know, like, I don't know how self-aware he is. Or if, I don't even think he needs to be self-aware because I think that's just who he is. But I don't think you need to take him too seriously. A lot of people disagree with this. I'm in the same boat with Mike Milbury. Like, they're such weird people and their characters. Like, I can't imagine spending time hating on Jeremy Roenick. Like, you gotta embrace the guy. American legend, dude. That guy is fucking sweet. I'll never. The one clip of I think he's playing in L.A. and he's he's like dancing in between the the uh, whistles. Guy's just a character, man. Uh, you have issues with Sean Avery, or am I imagining that? No, I love Sean Avery. No, did did Jeremy Roenick? Uh, I think you may be imagining that. I'm not entirely sure. I, I don't really remember hearing anything about it. All right, fair enough. Um, but yeah, that was NHL Thanks. news. 
Uh, we are now going to move on to Twitter questions. We have a ton of those this week. So Twitter questions, go. Yeah, trigger fingers turn to Twitter fingers. All right, tw- what, what were you saying? No, dude, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't for the podcasters ears. Okay. So. All right. So, tw- Twitter questions. Here we go. Uh, Lou Conti, MJPP principal, wants to know where do you think Tavares ends up? Pal, where do you think he goes? Okay. So, saw this question, um, and I was really intrigued by it. Um, I-, I saw today that there was like a rumor going around. He was meeting with Vancouver. I kind of like that. Um, I kind of like Vancouver as a destination. They have a long ways to go, and I think in that sense he probably wouldn't sign there. But I think he has Besser, Horvat. There's some really good young pieces. I think they drafted the kid um, who led the, who's like broke a record for rookie scoring in the Swedish Elite League with their first pick last year. Like, there's three really good players that he'd have the chance to play with. Um, it's obviously like in turmoil, but honestly, dude, like. I want John Tavares for some reason really bad to go to a Canadian team that's just not Toronto. (laughs) Any team but Toronto. uh, I think Vancouver is really interesting, but my guess is as good as yours. Like I, while I was saying that, and my answer was Vancouver going into this, like I was backpedaling. Like they don't have good defense. They have Louis Erickson signed to like ten million dollars for like fourteen more years. Like there's so many different issues going on there. Like, why would he want to go there? It's kind of like the Islanders of the West right now. But, like, what team can afford him? And then also, at the same time, as a contender. Like, do you have an idea of what you think is a good fit for him? Um, I also saw it. I also saw this. Pittsburgh Penguins thinking about if they could make room to sign John Tavares. It's like, all right. Like, let's please. Please, no. If any team could, it'd be them. Somehow, they, I like... The salary cap's not off of them, but in a weird way, it always is. Have um, you ever, like, yeah, like, have we ever, like, really crunched the numbers on their yeah, salary that's cap? That's what I'm saying, man. Does, like, it, does it really work out? I don't know, man. Also, can we add a topic after this? You can remind me. There's something I did want to bring up after in, this. And NHL in the news? Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. We can just follow it up after Tavares, but I just thought of it. Okay. Um, My dark horse, you ready for this? Yeah. New Jersey Devils. I th- why? Talk me through it. Convince me why he should go to the Devils. I, I think Tavares is kind of a low-key guy. I don't think he loves being in a gigantic market. Um, he wouldn't have to move that far away. <laughs> and if and if we're talking about a team that can, affo- can afford somebody and then make a playoff push, you put John Tavares on the fucking Devils, so now we don't have to worry about fucking Travis Ajak and all those Daniel Zubris motherfuckers, and you put JT out there with Taylor Hall... With uh, Nico Heischer, Corey Schneider comes back. I could see the Devils would be a better team with John Tavares than the Islanders would be with John Tavares. And a, and a dark dark horse is the Rangers. So yeah, that's I, more of wishful thinking than anything. No, you're you're absolutely right, dude. I, I, that would be a pretty interesting one. Could you and see I, it happen? It's just like the Devils, though. Do you know what I mean? Like, do players ever say, I'm going to go to New Jersey? Like, I feel like, like, Brian Boyle did. Boiler, we chirped him so hard for it. He kind of threw that one in our face. I don't know, man. I'm just trying to think, like, going through um, another team. And you said low-key, and I was kind of thinking about this. Uh, Even though we just brought him up with Kovalchuk, they have some money to throw around. The Sharks would be super interesting to me. uh, Because Thornton's old. 
Now you have a one-two of Couture and Tavares, both in the prime of their career. Could they afford that, though? So I I think there's ways they can move some salary cap around. Like, if you look look outside of their top, they have guys like Melker Carlson and, like, Tierney. They have a lot. They have a lot of guys who aren't getting paid a ton of money. Like their depth is pretty solid. And I, I, I can see Joe Thornton. He made eight mil this year. I think. I think you could see him take a giant pay cut for like one real last chance at a cup. Yeah, I can see that too, dude. I can see that for sure. Uh, I've just been scrolling through, and it's so funny because eventually, essentially, what's happening is every single team's beat writer saying our blanket option for the. For John Tavares and this one three weeks ago, are the Sabers an option for John Tavares? Yeah. No. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, John Tavares is gonna go fucking play in Buffalo. Yep. Sure. Um, can I say? Can I talk about what I just thought of? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Send it. Um. It really pains me to hear this and to see this. Why are we doing Phil Kessel trade rumors? Yeah, we talked. We talked about that a little bit last week. What'd you guys decide on this? Like, it's just classic. I think it sucks, man. As soon as you get that fucking reputation of like being bad around a team or media, whatever, that fucking thing sticks with you forever. And I thought it was cool that the GM Rutherford came out and was like, you guys all need to shut the fuck up. We retired. This is not Phil Kessel's fault at all. Like, why are we pointing fingers at Phil? That's the last thing Phil wants. And I think, like, I'm kind of happy about it because I think with Phil Kessel, like, he just hates it, like, when the media dogs him. Like, mm-hmm. I think he's a little sensitive to that, and that might be a knock on him. I don't think he's a bad teammate or a bad guy. I think he's kind of sensitive towards the media. So, like, Pittsburgh, like, I hope you screwed yourselves over. I'm glad so that you guys both kind of came to the, like, they're just pointing the finger yeah, at Yeah, that's him. all it is. The Penguins haven't won a cup. They don't know what to do. They've won the last two years, so obviously in, in a fan's head, okay, somebody has to be to blame for this. Phil didn't have the best playoff. And, I mean, he's just, he's a fucking, the guy's a punching bag, and it makes no sense, but that's what it is. Uh, uh, Baby Buff wants to know, does, does, James, does James Neal make it back to the cup? Third time is the charm, right? This is interesting. Is James Neal going to stay in Vegas? All signs point to yes. I don't think, I don't think James Neal's ever going to have a better situation where he's, like, looked upon to be that big of a star. And I think Neal's kind of, I think, I've never liked Neal. Uh, he, he needed my boy Marshawn in the head. Um, I always thought he's kind of a scum. I kind of did it. I kind of actually like him a lot more. I mean, he has this, the sickest nickname in the league, but I think he really embraced, uh, being like a leader on Vegas, which kind of surprised me. I don't think he wants to be a complimentary guy. I think he really wants to stay in Vegas for the long haul. So I think he's going to sign in Vegas. And like I said, Vegas isn't making the playoffs next year, boys. So that's a big no. For Here's me, the thing though. I think this may be something that you forgot, forgot to think of. Uh, they had two first-round picks last year, right? They they got, I think, Cody Glass and Suzuki, I think was the other guy. Two, right. two pretty elite first-round picks that they got last year. And they didn't even play this year, man. So the, the thing about Vegas, yes, they're, they just proved to us they're, they're a pretty good hockey team. But the, I feel like they have set themselves up salary cap finances for a very long time. So I don't think this team's going to get, be getting any worse anytime soon. If anything, they're going to be getting better than what they had. So I want I want to go against you, and I do say the Vegas Golden Knights make the playoffs next year. So 
I don't I don't know if two 19 year old kids are gonna make a difference. I, I just think there's like lightning in a bottle. Like they caught that lightning. I don't know if you can reproduce that. I think some of those weaknesses are gonna show, and teams are gonna be a little more game to like. I don't know how to stop them. Like they just skate fast. Like I know I just simplified it a lot, but no, that's what it is. Uh, but one one other thing though, and this is the biggest thing for Vegas success. Does Vegas become a place where guys want to go play hockey? Because if that's the case, and they can start signing free agents, man, I I don't know. Right, but they they have a ton of contracts to pay right now. Like a I, they have a good amount of contracts to pay right now. They don't have a first round pick this year. I don't even think they have a third. I think they just have a second. Um, Why is so, that? They don't have first round pick this year. Yeah, because they like in all those trades they like lost picks. So no first round pick. I think that kind of hurts. Oh yeah, big time. I figured that they would have had one. The, well, the only thing that I have seen that would make me change my opinion on Vegas is that people are saying that Ottawa was super close to completing oh, the deal with Vegas for Carlson. And the one thing that Vegas didn't want to give up was uh, Glass. But shit, if, I, if I'm Vegas right now, I'm reconsidering that because, I mean, even though I'm out on them, they have to think they have a good chance next year and to automatically just add Glass on whatever package you're going to do. You really got to think about that one. So if the Vegas Golden Knights get... Eric Carlson, my opinion will change strongly, uh, and then we can revisit the real deal, Neil. Okay, fair enough. Um, Seth, our boy Seth, we love Seth. Uh, you guys may already get this or are discussing in three stars, but you have the C. You just helped your team. Uh, you just helped lead your team to win the Stanley Cup. How are you celebrating? How are you going to celebrate? How? Um, now, is this a team celebration, or is this like your day with the cup? I don't know. How do you want to interpret it? I want. I want. I think he's talking about team, but like that, I don't really think that comes on the captain. I think that like they just throw a giant party and just keep raging. Yeah, but I would say I would say this: um, if I'm the captain of the team and I'm like a veteran and I make a good amount of money, at some point I'm picking up a large bill somewhere. Like I don't know where <laughs> it is, but you got to pick up one of those checks. Like I don't know if it's the night of the cup. Like ooh, by the way, people who said that like oh the team that wins the cup always goes home, they're not going to stay in Vegas. Come on, guys. It's fucking Vegas. You yeah. think they're going to be like, let's not stay here? So, I mean, if I was the captain of Washington, I think I would pick up that initial bill, even if it's like $40,000, like for the boys, like pick up that check. It's like that time uh, we went out after a beer league game and you spent $100 on Red Bull vodka. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't that sick. It was, though, dude. <laughs> so, I, I don't know, man. I would pick up a check in that instance, but... I would just try to facilitate, have fun with it. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you it's you just have to have that mentality like you can't quit. You know what I mean? Like you just got to keep drinking until something happens. Right. <laughs> like you you can't you can't be the guy to be like, okay, guys, it's time to go home. If you're the captain, you have to be the guy who is getting fucked up at all hours, and there's no like if ands or buts around it. So yeah, I might do too. I might do like if you're a rookie. Um, you're sleeping at my house every night, like, you know, mm. like you're sleeping on the couch, like at all the rookies, like, like I'm gonna make sure, like those, they're going hard. Um, they're Cut. gonna be under my eye too at the same time. If it's like a 19 year old European kid, I'll, I'll buy him beer if I have to. Yeah, it reminds me of Ked's apartment at East Greenbush all over again, dude. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I, I think like I think as a captain, you kind of gotta guide the rookies having the best time ever. But you also have to be careful because I think there's a difference. Like, even though Ovechkin and Oshie are, like, blacked out, 
I think like a 19 year old has a much more significant chance of doing something really dumb. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I think I think they all just kind of get a free pass, though. Do you think? <sighs> yeah, but eventually, like eventually, like you just don't want a Ryan O'Reilly driving into a Tim Horton situation. That's yeah. all. That's all I'm saying. It's not good PR. No, I agree with that. Um, so what's your answer, dude? I, I just I think that was my answer. You just fucking you keep grinding. You can't be the first one to give up. You you have to be the last person on on board that party ship. That's that's my answer. If you so if you had the cup for a day, bud. What I I don't want the whole day breakdown. What's what's one thing that you would want to do with the cup more than anything else? A parade, like what is the one thing? A parade at my uncle's horse farm. <laughs> Hundred percent. The entire town of Saratoga and Greenfield comes to my uncle's horse farm. And we just get fucked up and have a, have ourselves a rodeo. What about you? What, what are you, you going to Maine? You gonna go fucking on a lobster boat? Uh, or 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 the battlefield? I may bring it to the battlefield, the Saratoga battlefield, turning point of the Revolutionary War. I don't know. I, that's such a hard question. I can't believe I asked you that. Now I don't even have an answer for myself. Like, I it's got to be some. It has to be something important, right? Yeah, I mean, you'd obviously do like the family stuff. I'm just thinking, like, I don't know, maybe like a roller hockey tournament with the boys. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be kind of sick. Hockey, like, head over to like a local tennis court and just like or Arenda. Yo, can you imagine having a street hockey tournament at Arenda, a Stanley Cup parade? Oh, that'd be cool having a Stanley Cup parade through SPAC. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I don't know if I could do the whole parade. I would get nervous at a parade. Man. Oh, That's I wouldn't. Like, I'd be fucking eating it up. Oh, yeah. and and I think if you're the captain, you have to try to go to as many as of those parties as possible. Oh yeah, for sure. You gotta you gotta try to go to at least at least North America. Maybe make one <laughs> swing, I guess, but. Yeah, man. I don't know. I don't know what I would do. I'll have to think about that. I hope somebody makes a sick video for Ovechkin's Day with a Cup. Yeah, I, I hope it's in, like, Russian, too. Like Moscow. But... 100%. Yeah, well, it's definitely going to be there. Like, you think Putin drinks out of the Cup? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Mil- a million percent. <laughs> oh, oh, dude. I, I love how I'm just throwing these random questions at you, but I think it makes it feel a little more natural. Uh you put up a poll, I think, or a question about like best Russian of all time. A lot of people think Malkin's a better player than Ovechkin. Do you? No. What do you think on that? Uh, I don't know. That, that's hard. That's really hard. Um, they're kind of different players. Yeah, they're different players. They're both fucking awesome. All right, you get gun to your head, prime of their career. Uh, Ovechkin. What do you think? Ovechkin. Okay. Next question. What about you? Yeah. Same. Okay. Um, Matt McCurdy, what player besides Lumquist is the new Ovechkin? As it needs a cup to to solidify their legacy, or you guys would like to see win? Um, it took me a while to even come up with something of this, and I still don't really have anything. He's not in the league anymore, but I thought it would have been pretty cool if Shane Doan won a cup. I really, like, that guy was kind of like the fucking man. Uh, you came up with a good answer. You want, you, tell us what you think. First, who I who I would like to win the cup. I know we've talked about this on the thing. I think Joe Thornton. Oh, that's a good call. I need to think of that. That's a great call. That would be Jumbo Joe to get him a cup. And we've talked a lot about the Sharks. Maybe some foreshadowing. Maybe we just put some good juju towards them. Could be a Sharks heavy podcast. 
Um, yeah, what if, what if what if Joe Thorne signs with Vegas next year? Last year, are you going to root for him? <sighs> Joe Thorne in Vegas would be fucking awesome. It'd be funny, man. I would root for him personally, but not the team. Okay. Uh, so my answer was uh, Stamkos. It's a really hot take. And I don't, I don't really know how much I mean it. I don't think it's that hot of a take, by the way. I think you I, nailed it because we talked about this. It's it's a, it's one thousand percent Stamkos. If it's not, it's Lundqvist. The answer is Lundqvist. But if it's not Lundqvist, it's Stamkos. So, so the one thing that I said is he had like no points in the last four or one one point in like game four, and then no points in the last three against the Capitals. Um, and what was the stat you had? He has like no points in game seven. In game eliminations, he's he's three and three, and I don't think he has a single point. So that's like that's really tough. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know if it's necessarily his fault, but you gotta. The media is gonna push the narrative on someone. He's the best fit. Those two stats stand out. Another thing that like really stands out is he's had some sick teams. Like it's been. I feel like it's been the Lightning's year on and off for like the last six years. Um, he's had some really good teams, and he's the captain of that team. They haven't gotten it done every year. They pick some big name up. They always have young guys coming up. I, I think if, like, three or four years down the road, Stamkos doesn't have a cup, the Heat's going to be on hot. Maybe even one or two years. If the Lightning don't win the cup next year, I'm assuming they're probably the favorites already. If they don't win the cup next year, uh, he's going to be on the hot seat. Yeah, and and <coughs> I, I just I feel like the Tampa Bay Lightning, they got a bunch of New York Rangers, right? And they call them the Junior Rangers, but the more and more you kind of look at what's going on there, it's pretty much exactly what happened in New York. Fucking very, very good team. Kept out going out and getting fucking really good players at the deadline that just didn't do what the fuck they were supposed to do. Right? Sort of. Keith Yandel, Ryan McDonough. I, th- I think this. I, the thing I will say, though, and this isn't a disrespect to the Rangers, I just think this last year's team, I, th- I think they were more talented than any of those Rangers teams. I don't know if they were a better Ooh, team necessarily. I don't know, man. The one year that Zuccarello got hurt when he got the slap shot to the head, that that year and the year that they lost to the Devils in the Eastern Conference Finals, those two Ranger teams were fucking legit. Name the, name the best five players on those Ranger teams. The best five players on the... Uh, my, my point's going to be the right. best five players aren't going to line up with Kucherov, Stamkos. Yeah, but you want to know what? The best five players for the Tampa Bay Lightning in the playoffs weren't those guys. It was like fucking Yanni Gord and Braden that's Point. My, that's my point, dude. I'm saying that they, they're a more skilled team. Like, I don't know if they're like Yanni Gord. I just think they're... A, I don't know, dude. I thought that zuccarello Broussard pulley outline fucking was buzzing. Yeah, dude. You, they were, uh, that line was sick. That line was sick, though. In no way is that line like anywhere as near good as those other lines. Like they, they, I think they were the best Rangers line during that time. And so you just answered the question. I don't know, man. No offense, dude. I know it was a sick line, but when you're telling me that Pouliot was on your best line during that time, I don't think the two eras stack up quite as nicely as you believe. You just, you just hate Benoit Pouliot, dude. <laughs> All right. That's, hey, Matt McCurry, that's a hell of a fucking question. That's a good question. Um, Peter, oh, this is kind of where we get into stuff that's a little bit out of our element. No, uh, it's right in our wheel. <laughs> we got this. Do you think the Canadians will trade the third pick? They need a center. Just Barry K. What do you think the Oilers do with the 10th? <clears throat> Peter, I appreciate you asking questions. I really do hope that you listen to these podcasts. Next year I'm going to make a way better effort of trying to be a little bit uh, more knowledgeable of other teams. 
I don't think the Canadians. I haven't seen them even been been mentioned to trade that third pick. I see a lot of the Hurricanes and the Senators, but not so much the Canadians. I see a lot of people thinking that the Canadians are going to pick Brady Kachuk, which would be like a classic Canadian thing to do. I think that they don't trade the third pick, and I think they go against the grain and they draft Philip Zanina out of the Czech Republic. That's what I'm thinking. Guy's a fucking absolute goal scorer. And what do the Oilers do with the tenth pick, buddy? I don't have a clue. I, I like like the year before the Oilers had a great fucking year. They made they made a, a hell of a run. Drysaitel and McDavid were awesome. I think they keep that tenth pick because from what I hear about the draft, and again, like this is just all hearsay. And anybody who does this, it's just hearsay. Nobody actually knows what these fucking kids are going to be like unless your name's Bob McKenzie. But from what I've heard, there's a lot of really good young defensemen that are coming up, and if the Oilers need anything, they need a fucking capable young defenseman, a good defenseman. So I would think that they would probably draft. Maybe if Hughes goes there, the Michigan kid, uh, that would be my guess. What What do you have on this, Al? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Um, with the Canadians, I think it make. I understand the logic on trading that third overall pick. You need a center. Um, but at the same time, it's a third overall pick, and you're not really close to being a contender. Like, How often do you get a third overall don't pick? Don't trade it away. Just take the yeah. best player available at your spot. Uh, I mean, they'd have to be gun-shy, too. I mean, they trade away Sergachev and Subban. Like, are you going to keep trading away these pieces that you're going to build with? I, I don't – I think Bergevin, like, if Bergevin traded that third, third overall pick, I think regardless of who he gets, I think there's riots in the streets. Um <laughs> So I, I don't think they make the trade. The Oilers, you're right. Uh, obviously, I'm not going to act like I'm a huge expert, too. One kid, I mean, I just, like, looked over this. I was just reading through some different stuff that I found interesting. His name's Ty Smith uh, out of the dub, Spokane. Spokane Chiefs. He's a five foot ten defenseman. Yep. Uh, but I guess, he, I guess he was known to hold his own in the WHL, so he has some snarl. He's a power play specialist, too. He's got a clapper, left-handed shot, so lefty on the power play. I mean, really good skater, has a good first pass is what they say. So, I mean, I'm just thinking about, like, fitting on that team. They have, like, Darnell Nurse and Larson, and those are good, like, two-way players. But do they have that, like, elite, quick offensive defenseman? I mean, I, I just think having a guy like that breaking the puck out to McDavid and Dreisaitl, I just see, like, long stretch passes and easy access out of the D zone, and I think that would be huge for them. Yeah. No, do you think an offensive defenseman's a bad pick for the Oilers? Uh, no, not necessarily, because, I mean, who do they really have there now? Is, is Clefbaum an offensive defenseman? Uh, he's, his last name's Clefbaum. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm not entirely sure. We're talking 10th pick. This is really random. I didn't hear about any of this. I didn't know that this kid was a stud. Do you know anything about Luke Bourdon? The Vancouver kid who died? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what about him? I don't know. I saw, uh, I don't know, a couple weeks ago was the was the day he passed away, and I, I didn't really know much about him, and I kind of looked into it. Tenth overall pick of Vancouver. He was, like, best friends with Chris Letang. Fucking, I guess he was supposed to be pretty fucking sick, and he passed away, and so that kind of sucks. But I just, I didn't I didn't know anything about him. I didn't know if you did or not. Yeah, that was, was, like, a while ago, wasn't it? Wasn't he, like, 19 yep. or 20? Uh, 2008. Yeah, some shit. Yeah. That's yeah, not for sure. Um... Sorry for bringing that up. Uh, New York Rangers talk. Who do the Rangers pick if they stay at nine? I heard Wallstrom is expected to fall at least that far now. Um. Oh boy, I don't know what the Rangers are going to do. Uh, I I like that Wallstrom guy a lot. 
uh, our buddy Kevin is going to come on and kind of talk about the draft because I guess he has some knowledge of who's coming up and stuff. He actually played against us. Wallstrom kid said he was fucking nasty. Uh, I would be pumped if they got Wallstrom. <laughs> I wouldn't sleep on the Rangers trading up. But I think if they trade up, they're going to trade up, up, not just like a couple picks. Um, but I, I don't know. What do you what do you have on the Rangers? Not so much who they're going to pick, but what do you think they're going to do? Uh, I hope they keep the pick. I hope they don't trade up. I hope they don't swap out prospects or anything like that. I hope they just kind of stay the course. I, I honestly don't know too much about the draft. If they do stay at that pick, do you want to offer – you want to – Forward or a D? Like, what do you think? Best player what do you think available. As a Rangers fan, they need the most in their prospect pool. I think right now it's best player available. It doesn't matter if it's a forward or a D. Whoever is the best player on the board, I really hope they fucking take whoever that is. Okay, so I, I mean, I can't really like go through these prospects either. I'm sure some of these guys are great. Uh, I mean, it's it sucks because you asked me that question at nine. I think at nine, that's the right answer. If the Rangers had the third overall pick, I think that'd be a little bit different. You know what I'm saying? Like, if the Rangers had a third overall pick, I would want them to draft a center. But yeah, I mean, and there's a center available. Oliver Oliver Wallstrom. I mean, uh, if you want to to pump my tires, go right ahead. I'm all for that. But at the same time, do you want your top ten pick? You want to draft ninth overall? Do you want to draft the kid who was known for making a sick goal? at the Bruins, like, uh, shootout challenge when he was, like, eight years old. Like, I mean, I don't know. I think that's a tough look. I think... Emerson eat him all over again, dude. What's that? Emerson eat him all over again. Like, it's Sonny Milano with the YouTube trick shot videos. It's Alex Luce taking slap shots in the driveway. It's it's all of it. All together, I just don't think... I don't know, man. I don't know if I would take that kid. That would scare me. Like, I know it makes no sense. Look at Macaulay Culkin. He was a child star. Look how he turned out. He's, like, terrible. I mean, Oliver Wallstrom, he's got a bright future. He plays on the national development team. He puts up points. He's, like, a sniper. He has everything going for him. But, hey, I mean, he did that. He did the in-between move when he was, like, nine years old. And for some reason, that scares me. I kind of wish. I kind of wish the Rangers would just like package their picks and just try to trade for like a very high pick next year. Like try to figure out who's gonna suck and see if you get the first round pick next year. Because I think that Jack Hughes kid is gonna be fucking nasty. That's somebody who I would really want to come to New York. But so the Bruins don't have a first round pick because we traded it for Rick Nash. So and you'll probably have a better idea of this than me. Is this considered like high end talent draft where it's like drop off, or do you know if it's more of like a mixture where it's solid all the way through? They they say. And this is classic. They say the top eight picks in the draft are like pretty fucking good, and then there's a drop off after the top eight, and the Rangers are picking nine. So, well, the thing is, is one <laughs> you got to think that one of those eight guys, one of the top eight picks, is going to do something stupid. It's bound to happen. Yeah. Uh, so you got you got that looking for you. But if the top eight picks, if those eight guys are gone, and then it's a crapshoot, do you think about trading down? Uh I don't know, man. I don't know who they're going to trade. Like, I think the Rangers are going to be active trading on that day. I don't know if it's going to be picks, but, like, like uh, names like Vlad Nemesikov or Ryan Spooner, I think are probably going to be on the move, uh, depending on what they can get. I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do, but I'm pumped. Like, I'm actually really excited to see what they do. So, hopefully they figure the fuck out. Um, thanks for all the Twitter questions. Now we're going to move on to the Patty B Hotline. Hey, this is the Patty V Hotline, brought to you by the Morning Skate. Whoa. <coughs> Thanks, can I, Pat. Can, well, but, 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 there's a kid 
So I was just scrolling through. Patty B, you're going to have to wait, pal. Is he back? Did he leave us a voicemail first? Yeah, he left this one. Oh, you're back. Oh, he's ready for us. So there's a kid. I know nothing about him. His name's Curtis Douglas. Six, eight and a half, 248, uh, left wing out of the OHL. Six, eight, 248. Sign me up. And it says six, eight and still growing. We got a seven footer playing left wing in the. <laughs> Who's, who's not a fighter? I mean, if your if your team has a third round pick and he's available, that's where he's projected to go. Do you want them taking a waiver on him? Hell yeah! Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. Big size so, guy, Curtis Douglas. Everyone look out for that guy. All right, go ahead. All right, Patty B Hotline. We got a uh, we got a couple voicemails this week, so here here's our first one. Hey, morning skate. Got a correction and a question for you this week. Uh, the correction is, uh, I think last week somebody on the podcast said that Springsteen was from Philly. He was actually born and continues to live in New Jersey, so he'll oh. be playing at uh, a Devil's Stanley Cup final if that were to ever happen again. Uh, my question is, the NHL just announced that third jerseys are coming back for the upcoming season, and some of them will be debuted on draft day. I am wondering which team you guys think will have the best new design and which team will have a new design that is completely out of left field, kind of like the Sabres gold or back when the uh, Kings had the Burger King logo. Anyway, love the show. Keep it up, guys. Bye. All right. Who didn't didn't know that Springsteen's from Jersey? Both of us. Oh, my God. I thought, because because I'm a Barstool guy and I follow Smitty, and Smitty loves Springsteen, so I figured that he was a Philly guy. Well, a Philly jersey is kind of the same thing, so I get it. I, I appreciate that guy correcting it, though, because yeah, I would have had no yeah. idea. If we, I, we should just have a segment where people call in and tell us what wrong stuff we said. <laughs> like, all right, it's time for corrections. Let's hear it, boys. Uh, all right, dude. So, what was the question? Uh, new jerseys are coming out. Third jerseys. What one do you think is going to be cool, or what one do you think is going to be like out of left field? All right, let's do cool first. Which one do you think is going to be the coolest? Which I, one are you looking Well, for? I don't know what teams are like having third jersey NHL 2018. Do you think it came out what teams are going to have them? Or? No, so I mean, let's just shoot from the hip, you know. Like I said, I mean, we don't, we don't have uh, we don't have that much knowledge on it. Oh, NHL says that they're going to have 24 to 26 teams with Adidas third jerseys for 2018-2019. So a majority of them. Um, I have two in mind. Homer pick Rangers. I would really like to see them go back to the Lady Liberty jersey. I fucking love that thing. Um, I don't know if it'll happen, but that'd be pretty fucking cool. Or I would like to see the Hurricanes kind of go with the uh, with the Whalers. I think that'd be kind of sick. Yeah, I think um, so. One that I'm I would love to see. I mean. The, Anna, the Ducks, I mean, their descent to shitty jerseys has been so sad. And I know Disney owns the rights to the most classic jerseys ever, but I want that color scheme back on a third jersey if they're going to do it. Like, I need that, like, baby blue, blue, purple, green. Like, those jerseys, I, and it has nothing to do with the movie. Those jerseys, that color is so sick. Like, mm-hmm. they you go to, like, puke orange and black and, like, it's just gross. Yo, you so just I nailed really it. You just nailed it, because my favorite all-star jerseys of all time was Eastern West Western Conference when it was, like, purple and that teal. Those were easily my favorite jerseys. So maybe it's just that color scheme. You know, maybe maybe the Kings should come back with the purple jerseys. You remember, like, way back in the day when they had, like, way, like the 70s and they had, like, the purple jerseys? That's kind of dope. 
Um, I think Vancouver always comes out with pretty good jerseys, too. I like their color scheme. Underdog for best jersey, just because I think they need it. I, I'm never impressed with like the Minnesota Wild. I was like, just thinking them. I was going to be like, one, two, three, say it. I was thinking the same thing. Like maybe like camo, like I don't know. I think the Minnesota Wild, like there's so much that could be for that team. Like uh, green's a sick color too. They can do something better with that green. I would just hope that the Minnesota Wild they came out with the third jersey because I've never liked any of their jerseys. Everything looks like it's made on like Microsoft Paint. Mm-hmm. No, I agree with that. They they kind of have to step it up for sure. Uh, What's uh what jersey? What jersey do you think the team's gonna have the trashiest thirds? Um. Shit, that's a good question. Sabres and Islanders just kind of lined up on the bat. Yeah. I kind of like the Sabres uh, Winter Classic or whatever jerseys that they had this year. A jersey that would be kind of cool is if Arizona came back with those jerseys that JR used to wear. Ooh, yeah. Those would be kind of cool. Uh, um, uh, but like a shitty jersey? Um, maybe I could see the Florida Panthers doing something dumb. I could see them doing something sick at the same time, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're a wild, like, they need to do, did you see, like, I know you hate basketball, but Miami Heat, they came out with, like, Miami Vice. Oh, yo, yeah, 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 those were kind of cool. Like, if they do that, that'll be good, but you're right. I think the Panthers are a very safe pick to just have trash. <laughs> yeah, which sucks, because I love John Van B's birth, dude. Uh, and Patty B. Hey, morning, Chip. Patty B here. All right, um. Good question for you. Alright, so um, do you think the Cavs could repeat, or do you think the Golden Knights, the Golden Knights come back for revenge next year for the Stanley Cup Finals? Alright, I'm out for the summer. Later, guys. See you next fall. Wow, Patty. Oh. Damn, dude. I doubt he's done for the summer, by the way. He'll be calling in next week. Uh... All right, what's what's more likely to happen? The Vegas Knights making the Stanley Cup or the Caps repeating? <sighs> Got to pick one. Oh. I think the Knights making the Cup, I think, is more realistic than the Caps repeating. Oh. Oh. I don't think either are going to happen. Um, uh... <laughs> I'll go Capitals. Uh, <laughs> Classic. This one, just because they have Holtby. At the end of the day, if you have a goalie that gets hot, um, I think you can ride him. I think Holtby's unfortunately elite goalie. Um, really annoys me for some reason, but with his pregame antics. Although he, I kind of like him at the same time. I, I think. Uh, I don't know, man. I I already kind of spewed on this. So I'll let you talk more on it. Why do you? I know you're going to say Vegas. Why do you think Vegas has a chance of making it back to the Cup Finals? Or more importantly, because I think we already kind of touched on that, why do you think the Capitals will not repeat? Well, I don't think John Carlson's going to be there next year. Right. Depending that's on if that happens, I mean, that's a huge loss if they lose that guy. Because then who the fuck do you have on your defense? Right. Not only that, I think Ovi's going to be nursing like a two-year hangover. Rumor has it Jay Beagle's not coming back either. Oh, my God. Quick shout-out to Jay Beagle. I fucking hate this guy. Did you know he's the only player in hockey history to win an ECHL, an AHL, and an NHL fucking championship? It's that You know what sucks is that's such a cool honor. I know. It couldn't have gone to a bigger dweeb. Oh, my God. There was a scrum in front of the net the other night, and Jay Beagle was so out of his element, dude. He didn't have any idea what to do. Fuck that guy. such a cool stat to have, though, like. 
I would like that, that's that a was, that's a stat that a guy should wear number eighty three for. I don't know, man. If that was if that was me, I would go to my hometown and like at the town border, I'd like nail down a sign and spray paint like mm-hmm. home of like ECHL, AHL, NHL. Jay Beagle. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I yeah, if they don't <laughs> sign Carlson, it's gonna be really tough. I don't know what the Capitals' prospect pool looks like, but you gotta. Th- you got to think Smith Pelly's probably. I don't know if his contract's up, but he'll probably get paid to go somewhere else. Like, is Brett Conley gonna keep producing? I don't see. I don't see either things happening. But yeah, yeah. I I don't fucking know. But thanks for calling in. Keep calling in with your voicemails. Five one eight three zero nine two five nine five. That's five one eight three zero nine two five nine five. Appreciate all the voicemails. Uh, moving on, Dominic Moro here on Zeros, brought to you by Laga Sports. Hey fans, this is Dominic Moore. I'm just going to take you guys through a little bit of the behind-the-scenes stuff here. Heroes and Zeros, here we go. Uh, my Hero of the Week. We played a beer league game the other night. The boys won 20-7. to We were up 18-5 to going into the third. We just kind of stopped playing. Big win for the boys. Big bounce back. Haven't had the best season thus far. And I'm leaving the rink. And as I'm pulling out, I see the other team leave, and one of the guys on the team still had his jersey on. That guy's my hero of the week. After getting beat that bad, he didn't think that he earned the right to take off that jersey. I I doubt that he's taken it off since. I just thought that was, like, an absolute warrior move. Like, getting beat that bad and being like, I I don't deserve to take this off. I'm going to drive home 30 minutes in this smelly jersey. Was it, like, pads? Was he wearing, like, jeans? No, just the jersey. Jersey, yeah, jersey and jeans. Did, could you notice that there was, like, a shirt underneath? Uh, I couldn't. Dude, like, jersey, like, jersey's the first, jersey's the thing that, like, is so gross after a You game. put that bag in the, you literally, that's the first thing that you put in your bag. It gets buried. Mm-hmm. Like, my jersey gets buried, it always smells terrible, there's always something that's spilled in my bag, and, like, I don't know, man, like, I can't imagine, like, even, like, just putting my back on my seat in my car and my jersey, it's... Definitely a wild move. Hero, yeah. though. So, so, what's the record? What's the team's record? We're two and three. Man, it's pretty crazy to think about. I was thinking about this. It's been like three or four years since I was like on the squad. Is it? Uh, is it kind of a new group? We oh, it's a completely new group. It's a, it's a. We have a bunch of young D three guys that are really trying to pave their way. Uh, we did bring back a legend. Uh, Nick Torres is back on the squad this year. So, whoa, so whoa. yep. So him, him, and Brian DeSimone are sitting next to each other in the locker room. Uh, it, it's it's been it's we have we have a team of like fucking just wild cards left and right. Does DeSimone have a letter? Uh, we don't have our jerseys yet, but no, not not yet, not yet. All right, I was gonna say he's like a ten year veteran. Well, like when we get him, so. We're getting jerseys through Lagos Sports. These guys are awesome, and I get, I'm get like we get I get to keep these. So whatever tournaments we go to, whatever leagues I play in, at least we we'll have a set of jerseys. I kept the numbers like pretty like ordinary going through there, but I did put some C's and some A's on some jerseys. So he'll probably get a jersey with an A on it. It's just not gonna be the number he normally wears. So my question to you is. Uh... You know, you've won a championship a few years ago, or maybe it was last summer. I don't really know. I can't keep up with you. Um, how has your beer league leadership role changed 
How do you feel? Are you the GM of this team? Are you still a GM? Yeah, I'm GM player coach of, of the summer team. During the winter, I, I take a step back, and I'm just assistant captain. I, I mean, how's that going? I mean, being GM, is it – are the texts, like, has that changed? I mean – no, the tech the techs are actually pretty good. We have a, we have a pretty cool group. Uh, Eric Cole's brother is on our team, and that guy's just a fucking beauty. Like he, he awesome dude. Um, again, we have a lot of good young kids, but they all love playing hockey. So I think at the end of the day, that's kind of what matters. There's no like clashes. That's that's the first time. So like you know when we played, we had a group of Queensberry kids, and then we had like had us, and like we got along with them. But like the Queensberry kid had like their own thing, and we had our own thing, sort of. It's just now we're all just together. Like there really aren't any like clicks anywhere, so that's kind of sick. I, I don't know, man. I kind of like that, but I just and people are like, "Why the fuck are they talking about that?" What I was really trying to get to is, do, do you yell at this team? I mean, what's the passion? What's the pulse? Are you calm? You're. I mean, I know back in the day, a team led by you in beer league. If we were two and three to start the season, like heads would be rolling. Uh, there'd be a lot of emotions. You'd be pissed, like those car rides home, like windows down like you just like really upset about everything are you yelling at the boys have you snapped yet so here it is the, the first the first two games that we had we don't have a goalie so like we we just oh. i tried finding a goalie so the first game we had this one guy fill in and we and people weren't back from college yet so we had a roster of like six guys so we lost i was like that's fine second game i brought this one guy in i'm not gonna say his name whatever i've never lost a game more in my entire life than that game and before you knew it, four minutes in the game, we're down like 8-1. to one. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Every shot that they took would go in. This guy has since told me that he has eye problems, and he, he ended up quitting. So now so now we have our winner goalie, but he's having a baby like this week, so I don't really know how much longer he's going to be on the team. It's In net right now, it's a goddamn shit show. Our winner goalie's sick, though, so hopefully he can stay around. I told him to tell his wife to like figure that out. But I don't know. We're figuring it out. Let's let's move on. We are we are talking way too much about my beer league team that people probably don't give a shit. No, I just I was just trying to get home the point. It just doesn't sound like you're a vocal leader like you used to. Oh be, so. fuck off, man! Um, Still lead the team in points. Hero of the week. Um, this is a big one. Um, this is a narrative I'm going to run with in the off season. Eastern Conference is back, baby. It's been years. I feel like NBA. NHL, it's like, oh, the Western Conference is so much better. Like, East Coast, like, the games are on TV. You guys don't see the West Coast. You don't see how sick you are. Well, guess what? I used to watch Vegas, an expansion team, run through your conference. And what happened when they came up against the Big Bad East? <laughs> Nothing. You know what I mean? I just feel like three straight cups for the East. Originally, you could say it's kind of like when people would be like, SEC football is on top. It's like, pump your brakes. It's just Alabama. The last two years, it was like... Yeah, hell yeah, like Eastern Conference on top. But people could be like, you know what, it's really just Pittsburgh winning these cups. Uh-oh, that's three straight for the Eastern Conference. Chicago's on a downswing. And quite frankly, I think people are sleeping on it. Everyone's like, oh, the California teams, the California teams, Winnipeg, Nashville. I don't know, man. I see so many young players. I, I know there's a bigger discrepancy from top to bottom on the depth, I think, in the Eastern Conference. Like, the teams that suck in the Eastern Conference suck. But there, I, I think there are so many teams in the East that have so many good young players. And I, I don't know. I think it's the Eastern's time. This is one thing that I never really got. Um, you love the battle of East versus West in hockey. And for um, me, I, that never really ever got me going. Like, if the Rangers weren't winning, I, did, I really never really gave a shit who ended up winning. 
Because, dude, because the thing that, the thing, the only reason I care, and I really don't care as much as I'm pretending to care. Well, I might. You care. Might. You know what? I do care. The, the reason I always care is my whole life, I would always hear, like, Western Conference hockey, it's bigger, it's badder, it's faster. I don't know, man. I honestly think that part of the reason people say that is because the games are on at 10 o'clock, sir. If you're on the Eastern East Coast and you're watching a 10 o'clock game, you probably had a couple of beers. Everything looks a little bit cooler. You know, you're tired, you're delirious. Like, it's like, wow, this is really fast right now. It's like, no, dude, you're just tired. Go to bed. Like, I, I just think, I think part of my point is that it kind of gets blown out of proportion. And I just felt like for so long, people have talked about how much cooler the West is than the East. So I'm going to enjoy this moment. That's fair. I just, I never really ever remember somebody telling me, oh, the West is better than the East. That's my only thing. But I respect it. I always get fired up when you get fired up about it. Right. I mean, I just think, I don't know, man. Like, maybe I was just a little more in the trenches and HF boards than you. I don't know. That could have been it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. My, uh, strictly Rangers forum. Yeah. Uh, my zero of the week goes to the NHL. How the fuck does the clock turn off with less than a minute to go in a game five of the Stanley Cup Finals? How does that happen? I didn't even notice, which is bad. <laughs> yeah, Doc Emmerich pretty much had a stroke. He's like, oh, there's the, I don't know what's going on with it. It was crazy. He did? Yeah, with less than a minute left, they're down one goal. And for like 40 seconds, the clock wasn't fixed until there was an icing. That tells you how much I was feeling at that night. I, I yeah. had no idea that happened until I was watching. Like, what What yeah. other league, what other professional sports league would that happen in? <sighs> yeah, dude, I mean, that's pretty crazy. I don't know. So, it, I don't know if, like, anything's come out on this. Have you done research? Is that on the guy, like, in the clock booth? Is that on NBC? Like, who is that on? I think it was on everybody because it was, it was on the scoreboard and it was on, like, the, the ticker on the, uh, the TV. You had no idea how much time was going. And it felt like a goddamn eternity. So, best case scenario would have been. If I'm a Vegas fan, I would be mad. I would have, I would have been beyond happy if Vegas scored, and they're like, "Oh, and Vegas ties it up," and then, and then they go back to the clock and we're like, "Oh yeah, the game ended ten seconds ago." Can you imagine if that happened? That would have been all time moment. Brutal. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know how that happens, dude. And, and it's, yeah, I don't know how that happens. The other thing too. Is, and this is probably so much less insignificant, but when we were talking about Vetchkin's Cup, did you notice when, like, NBC, it, like, blacked out for a second? Oh, yeah. I was like, figure it out. This is such a beautiful moment. And, like, and like I thought I was about to get one of those things that's like, like, uh, we have lost. Like, please yeah. wait till we, like, reconnect. I was so rattled when that happened. Like, they went to a commercial. Didn't they go to, like, two, like, fucking, like, ten-second commercials and then they, like, went back to the thing? Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, figure NBC. it out. What's, who's your zero? <laughs> uh, my zero is the Leafs. Uh, it feels good to talk shit about the Maple Leafs again. Um, so the Leafs traded for Nolan Vesey. Uh, who VC. might be my real... Is it VC Vesey? I don't it's know. It's VC. It's Jimmy VC's brother. Right. So it's VC apparently. Go figure. Uh, for a conditional seventh round pick if they sign him. Why are they... They're doing this because VC's dad is a scout for the Leafs. So... VC's dad's a scout. No, I think you have this wrong because VC got traded from the Leafs. To who? The Oilers. I have this way wrong. So, VC's dad trades them. (laughs) But my question then, so my zero of the week is the Oilers. Why are you even doing this? Like, why do you want this kid who was like 123rd 
in NCAA hockey scoring last year as a 23-year-old senior. Like, why are you doing this? He's going to be ECHL, AHL player. Does that make sense to you? Like, do you trade conditional sevens for, like, an AHL player who's never going to make it? Like, I unfortunately watched probably five or six main games last year. He was, like, the sixth best defense forward on main. Like, it sounds like it was probably he wanted to get out of there. That's the only reason I can think of that. But if that's the case, why not just, like, release it? Or, like... Right. Like, does dad pull strings in that situation? Also, you know what? I'm going back on the Leafs. You don't... I don't care if he's the best scout you have. You don't draft one of your scout sons. That's fucked. Depending on how good he is. If the kid's an all-star... If he's, like, a first overall pick consensus, absolutely. Yeah. If he's, like, a fifth, sixth rounder, nah, I don't care if, like, what is his dad like? Like, oh, I promise you guys my son's really good. He's going to work really hard. It's like, all right. I'm just sick of that family. Yeah. All right. That was, that was this week's Don Morris Heroes and Zeros. Last segment, three stars. All right, Jim and Mike, thanks very kindly. A nice weekend for you. As always, our three-star selectors are stars of the hockey scene wherever we go on Rogers Hometown Hockey. All right, three stars. Three things that we're looking forward to with the draft, free agency, and the offseason coming about. Um, all right, here we go. So my third star, uh, buyouts. Uh, I love I love a good buyout every once in a while. The Rangers bought out Brad Richards. They brought out Dan Girardi. And I'm, I have my fingers crossed that Mark Stahl is going to be on his way out. So my third star, it's more of a hopeful star than anything. Me looking forward to maybe the potential of Mark Stahl not being on the Rangers. Congrats. What's your third star, dude? Yeah, buyouts are fun. Buyouts are fun. Sorry. Buyouts are just like giant slaps in the face. Right. But I mean, at the same time, don't. Yeah, it is a slap in the face. Sure. Third star is pretending I've been scouting the draft class. So I think I talked about like some kid for Edmonton earlier in the draft class. I just read like a couple articles about him. Like, I don't know shit. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I mean, everyone does it. Like, you like. I honestly think, like, sometimes, like, I just read one article or I see one YouTube video, and then someone will bring up his name and be like, you should draft that guy. That guy's going to be sick. So I'm pumped up uh, to become an insider. No, becoming an insider is the best fucking thing. Um, My second star goes to the uh, Bob McKenzie tweet when he always uh, wishes everybody a good summer and that he's going to his cottage and drinking margaritas. I love when the Bob father does that, dude. Something about that makes me just want to be him. Like, he has a cottage somewhere. He's just going to go drink for the whole summer. The guy works all year. He can finally turn his phone off for a couple months. Love when that happens. He rides his bike into town in the morning to get coffee. Oh, yeah. Uh, get some Wi-Fi. Pretty legend. Pretty big legend. Uh, I agree with that. It's always a feel-good story for sure. Um, two Number two star for me. Uh, hyping up a prospect. You know, saying they're going to make just – I feel like every fan has that one guy that they really want to make the team next year. Uh, you hype him up all summer long. You act like he's going to be sick. Maybe he goes to training camp. He has a really good performance. And then he ends up putting up like zero points in three games in the preseason. You probably never hear from him again. Yep. Uh, it's a tale as old as time, and I'm pumped for it. No, that's a good one. Uh, carrying off that, it's not a star of mine, but it would be. I love convincing myself whoever we drafted in the first round is going to be an all-star. Right. Every year. Like, like you watch a bunch of different clips, and, like, none of the clips are really that sweet. Like, it's just them, like, scoring a goal or something like that. And I'm just kind of looking to see what the Sellies like. But you just keep watching, and you're like, okay, this guy's going to end up being, like, fucking Drew Dowdy. Or this, this guy's going to be fucking Logan Couture. Like, let's go. Never happens, but 
that's a good one. Uh, my first star is just YouTubing classic hockey moments because there's no hockey on TV. You don't really have anything going on, so like I love doing shit like that. It kind of hypes me up for the year. YouTube a bunch of Rangers highlights. The one Ranger highlight I love uh, YouTubing, Rangers-Devils, the fight when uh, Pruss, Bickle, and Rupp went right off the drop. Stu Bickle is one for one on face-offs in his entire career. He told Brandon Dubinsky to hit the fucking bricks. He was taking that face-off. So I love YouTubing classic like hockey moments trying to get myself through the summer. Bickle. Yeah, it's yeah, legendary. I, I do the same thing. I'm not there yet, but probably in about a eh, It's probably like July. Maybe. Late July. Late July, early August is when they really start popping off. Right. Uh, <coughs> number one star for me... Um, the awards show. I mean, I'm pumped. It's coming back. Oh, God. Uh, Fall Out Boy might be playing. Always fun to see who the musical guest's going to be. There's going to be some terrible comedian making bad jokes. It's just always very humbling to remind yourself that the NHL's kind of a joke mm-hmm. uh, when you watch the All-Star game. It kind of makes them feel more human, or the All-Star, whatever. I keep butchering it. The award show. The award show. Um, so really pumped for that. Really can't wait to see all the hilarious stuff that doesn't happen. Um Going off that, we, next podcast, we doing like an award show? or we, Yeah, that could be something that we could do. We can do that next week. We'll do an award show. All right. We'll play nothing We'll play nothing but like Avenged Sevenfold and like Fall Out Boy and like Good Charlotte in between each song. And that How Do You Like Me Now? Do you remember that How Do You Like Me Now song? I don't see now. <laughs> yeah, that played like 45 times. Yeah, that would be a good one. Um, yeah. yeah, we'll have a great award show. Tune up that. Yeah. Um, all right, but yeah, we just want to say thank you to all you guys for listening and like interacting with us. It's been a hell of a fucking year. I think we had a thousand followers at the beginning of the year, and now we're almost up to twenty thousand. Almost have ten on Instagram. Uh, we just got above a thousand on Facebook. We do this because we love hockey, and it's kind of cool that we can interact with other people who love hockey like ourselves. Um, it's pretty. It's pretty fucking sweet. We're, we're pretty excited for next year to see what's going to happen hopefully at some point we'll start selling merch or apparel do something along those lines so um yeah quick shout out to all you guys Hal. do you have anything for him i do yeah thanks to everyone fun year but i think uh if you know anybody who has no life maybe you work like a night shift or you're in front of a computer all the time uh and you know how to rip gifts uh, hit us up. We need. We need a. I. I need a full time gift ripper. Oh yeah. I can't, I can't promise you a salary or any notoriety. If you're a college well, kid looking for an internship, we'll give you the best fucking letter of recommendation if you know how to rip a gift. That's all we want. Just rip videos for us. I mean, I, we can do it off YouTube, no problem. You know, we got the classic links. Like, I, I know how to work LimeWire, but. Just making instant gifts. Like, if you're someone who's really passionate about that, you got a sick computer with, like, one of those hard drives that, like, you put in yourself and, like, you went to, like, a technology school and you just want to hang out with the boys. Like, we could use you. Yeah. Big tech guys. <laughs> that, that's good. That would, that would help us out a lot. But, again, thank you, guys. We will talk to you all soon. Happy trails. I paid my dues time after time. Done my sentence, but committed no crime and bad mistakes. I've made a few.